good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is the Teacher's Lounge. It's a podcast in English for you to practice your listening and for you as a teacher. I am Renato. Uh, I am an English teacher, obviously. I work for Upside Idiomas and I am here today with my great friend who is also a teacher. Rodrigo Saraiva, more known as Kruan Gillen. Good evening, good morning, everyone. Here I am. So, um, thank you so much, man, for inviting me uh, to have this talk. I think it's going to be really productive, you know. And uh, I've been a teacher, too, for some years. <laughs> We've worked together, and that has been one of the best experiences I've ever had. And we're going to be talking a little about report today, right? Yeah, that's the subject of the day. That's it. That's it. So subject of today. And we could start talking. What is it? What is report? Or what, what it means, you know? What, what is it in your opinion, man? And report is very important, uh, for sure. Very important to establish a good relationship between the, the student and the teacher. And it has many aspects, many sides that we can observe about the, the ways how to establish it and um, the, the many ways of how this is important for teachers and also for students. But in general, is the idea of having a friendly but productive relation between teacher and students. You used to say, we're going to be friendly, not friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very important to, to be a productive environment, but to be also a, a soft environment. You know, a friendly environment for students to feel comfortable. But man, uh, how do you deal with it? I know that you are kind of a, a genius of this subject. You have a very extroverted personality. Genius, <laughs> what a word yeah. to use, bro. Don't use this word. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, this word can be used in many ways. And I think the way you can establish it is if not you are genius but it's genial you know <laughs> thank you so much man so i believe that uh the main the main point when you're talking about and you know, talking about establishing rapport uh, it is listening you know you gotta re you gotta be there to listen to your student you know to know what re what his goal or her goal really is so once you are open to Listen to this person. Okay, rapport is starting to happen there because if you if you pay attention in general, people don't really listen to you. You know, you just like speaking. You listen to the noise of the words, but you're not listening the the feelings on this on those words. You know, because behind your students there is one thing: a dream. You know, they dream about speaking in English. They're like, oh my God, I really want that. I need this to work. I need this to travel, to make, to break through, you know? So when you start to listen, you see, oh, I will help you. And then I think this is the, the step number one, you know, boom, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to be the one here to help you go through this path, you know? So the person already trusts you a little bit when you 
they perceive you're listening, the, the, the their feelings, you know? Have you ever been called uh, like, oh, teacher, you, you really helped me with that advice you gave me? I said, which one? My God, don't follow my advice. Yeah. <laughs> But that's all, uh, all about that. You know, if you don't listen, the person, the person will not trust you because you're just someone else. You know, how do you deal with that at oh. first? Like, bah. I was uh, actually listening to you and thinking about uh, some uh, some teacher stuff we need to do, like for example, needs analysis. We got a new student, for example, and we need to know, oh, what's the level of the student? Is he a basic, intermediary, what's the level? And um, I was thinking about this, you were saying, like, um, um, When you are analyzing the needs of a student and you think, oh, he has this grammar needs or the student has some uh, language form or anything like that needs and uh, how it would be, uh, how important it would be for the teacher when analyzing the needs of a student to include this kind of information you told me, like, uh, what's the dream of this student? Uh, why does the student need um, to learn, you know? Uh, does he need it to work or to study? Uh, every kind of age has its uh, specific needs. When you're teaching someone of the third age, for example, elderly people, they have different needs of a person who is 40 or a person who is 20 or a person who is 13. So. Uh, the needs analysis should also include this psychological and motivational aspect of the, the student because uh, the kind of rapport that we need to establish with each one is different. The kind of approach we have with each one is different, you know? And I know you have students of different ages, you know? And uh, how yes. do you choose yes. the approach? At all ages. Yes, and uh, my question for you is, uh, and I think when I told this, I kind of um, answered your question, but I, I brought up I, uh, another one. How do you choose the report approach with each one of the ages and uh, the different personalities of your students? Uh, this is uh, actually this is the greatest challenge of all teachers. You know, every teacher has this challenge. Uh, if you are really engaged to, in in teaching, because you cannot reach uh, the real goal if you're not doing the the, the job correctly. You know, if you have a nine year old child um, and this 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 child doesn't like anything that you do, you know. So what you gotta be doing is listening again. What do you like to do? What what are your hobbies? What's your favorite activity? What did you do at school today? And then you can perceive what the person likes, really, really likes. And then you start making your class based on that, you know? So for example, I, I've got 12 year old students and they are crazy for Now United. Man, I know all the songs now. <laughs> 
<laughs> because this is what I use. She knows I'm going to bring a new, uh, new Now United song or uh, an interview, and I'm going to take this as the start of the class. And I take a verbal structure inside the, the song or inside the, the interview. I said, do you see this? This is a grammar point. They speak like this, like this, because this, this, and that. And so the person said, oh, I want to be speaking like my idols, you know? When we have oh, elderly students, like at 50, they usually they are managers or CEOs, you know? They are, they are, um, they are more experienced, you know? They don't want to know about this kind of things. You, if you play a song in class, man, that's suicide, you know? They don't want to listen to songs. They want to be talking about their job, because they're going to have a meeting to talk about that, you know? And so if they talk to you about that first, they feel tranquil, they feel really relieved, like, ah, oh, I'm going to be doing the same thing that we, I did with my teacher, you know? And it's just a repetition, like having a rehearsal before class. So you really touch the point there. You said, oh, okay, this guy's helping me. He's worried about that, you know? You have to research about the guy's um, work, and learn new vocabulary in order to teach new vocabulary, you know? And this is a rapport too, because if you care, if you really care about what your new student needs, you're gonna be making a, uh, you're gonna be doing a good job. And man, uh, I think that when we had the presential classes, like um, you see the person, you can bring some realia to the class, you can think in many kinds of uh, of uh, management of the classroom. It, we had more options. Not that we don't have now, because the the technological um, have different tools yeah, to work. Exactly, that's it. We have different tools to work. They are uh, as effective as the ones we used to use before or even more in some kinds, but we need to, to, to research and to exchange information. Yeah, the online approach is something crazy. Uh, it is, uh, it really is the same thing, but you're using different tools. Um, you don't have that human approach, you know, you're not close to the person to, to shake hands, you know, you know, rapport happens when you shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> some people, stuff. yeah, some people pay attention to that, like the, the how you handshake or how you high five, you know, some, some of your students, when we are in class, uh, like the, the presidential classes, um, they would handshake with you, some others would high five you, some fist bump. So you just do that because you're being friendly with them. And it's quite easier when you are face to face with the person. A smile is already okay, you know. But now we're in front of the camera, you know, and I, I need to perceive that, you know, that bright in his eyes or her eyes. They're trying to learn something from you. It's okay, I'm not the person, but I'm trying to guide you inside this, you know, this learning road. And the transition to online, I think uh, it's something in development. We are doing that, you know, we're still doing that, but you really want, you really need to want to do something. If you don't do because you want, you're gonna fail somewhere. Yeah, I think this is the word face. <laughs> 
We don't face people anymore because uh, usually students like to keep the camera off. And uh, this is uh, a right. People usually don't like to, to show um, the place they play, etc. But this is different because in classroom, people are there just talk to them. First challenge, yes, make the students you turn on the camera. Even though some students don't like to do it, uh, I can deal with that. And uh, some of them, they don't, don't, they don't turn it on, but they are really productive and they participate and they improve their language. So, all right, I can deal with that. And sometimes even me, I don't want to, to turn the, the camera on. Sometimes we are we're tired of it to look at yourself, to look at your face the whole day, you know? All day long, yeah. Because have your miniatures there all the time looking at you and say, okay, I know I have to shave, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that one thing that we need to, we needed and we still need to think is how to use the tools and how to make your class interactive, communicative, and not teacher-centered. This is one thing. How many times have you talked to a, a new student who says, I can't. He comes to you and says, I can't speak English. I don't like it. I said, okay, but hello, <laughs> good <laughs> afternoon. And he said, okay, but uh, I don't like English. I, I can't speak English. I can't understand for me. It's, uh, I, I will stop, but we haven't started. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really like when the students do this, like, boom, mm -hmm. really? That's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh my. My God, so it's not because God wants? No, 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 there is a rule that. So I, I think the key is, no matter how old your student is, but you're going to be changing activities just like you do with the kids. This works, man. You know, you're going to be changing. For example, in one hour class with a 45-year-old, they change activity like four times every quarter, you know? If you have a 12-year-old, I would cut that in half. So it would stop eight times, you know, change activities eight times. So you have uh, a dynamic class and the student doesn't get bored. And I think yeah. if the student gets bored, rapport disappears magically and instantaneously, you know? That's right. And uh, maybe the, the idea is um, putting some keywords for what you said would be test and guide, elicit from the student, like he gives the, the material you're going to work with, and then you are going to, to guide the guy through yeah. what he proposed for you, like, oh, I need that. Okay, so take my hand, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I had an experience uh, this, uh, this week. This week I was talking uh, to one of my students, like a 30, 32, 34 year old man, um, and very well succeeded, you know, in his career, speaks very well. He has, um, he's a very good B1, you know, very good B1 close or a B2, not a, not a B2 yet, uh, yet, because he needs some grammar points. And we were talking about used to, 
you know? And then I was guiding uh, him into a conversation to talk about his childhood. He liked, he bought into the concept. So we started talking about that. And then uh, he went to, we started, you know, in the childhood and then we arrived in present times. And so he made that uh, very common mistake. I used to like in the present, you know, mm-hmm. I said, no, 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 you should. You should speak with the verb to be like, I'm used to working. And he was reluctant, you know, no, it's not that. And I said, okay, come here. <laughs> so I showed him the board and a verbal structure. And the guy was like this, man, like, oh my God, that makes sense. You know, like, oh God. And said, is it true if I get these uh, in the past too, I would need the ING as well? I said, yes. And does it come in answers and questions too? And he started to talk about the verb be. And I said, that's it. You're talking about the verb be. You're teaching me now. Mm-hmm. And so he was understanding the structure, talking to me at the same time. The class was happening. And then we were, you know, um, trying to solve the exercises together. And he was making questions uh, during the the way. At the end of the class, he knew it. He mastered that. And he asked me for extra homework. I said, that's nice. Students asking for homework. (laughs) You taught him how to learn. Yeah, this is this is a topic for another podcast, for another talk. Yeah. We need to teach people now because, man, I I think it is like to be a a little bit arrogant if you say, I teach the guys how to do things. No, you teach guys how to learn. My master used to say that uh, black belt is a very persistent white belt. Yeah, that's right. It's a very good sentence, actually. On the other hand, uh, as we 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 had written down, uh, there are some negative points when you create rapport, right? Like can, they can make jokes, inappropriate jokes for teacher students. You know, sometimes you have to cut the, the the student. Like, man, this is a little bit too far. We must be friendly because we need it. Uh, to establish a rapport and uh, to turn it into something productive. On the other hand, we mustn't be friends because we may lose the track and students may sometimes be over-relaxed. For example, a situation, thank God it didn't happen to me, but happened to a, a fellow teacher who is very nice, a student in a... In a face-to-face class, uh, stood up, went to the board, and draw a Nazi symbol, you know? He just said, please, man, uh, sit, and we're going to talk. And then he erased the symbol, of course, and explained what that means, (laughs) you know? Please don't do it again. That's it. This is uh, so you needed to teach him some history instead of English that day. Yeah, because uh, language teaching is also and is unavoidably uh, teaching culture too. And teaching also uh, tolerance because you're going to find different people, different accents. 
especially in English schools. You see for the you can see for the English materials. There are Japanese, Indians, there are Mexicans, all all nationalities inside one conversation, and with the listenings as well. They they vary uh, in this. Uh, pronunciation style, you know, like the accent, the, the different accents and people speaking English. We are actually coming to the end of this first episode, which was really, really, really interesting and rich. Yeah, we're, we're getting a, uh, we can master that, you know, there are many things to be talking about. I don't want just to talk about the topic. I want to go further, <laughs> you know, that would be really cool to go further on that. For sure. And we are also bringing new uh, people to talk to us, other teachers. I think this is it, the teacher's lounge. It's going to be a good experience. I believe this is going to be something very positive. And uh, actually, this will be interesting for other teachers too. We should do something next time more centered to students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We are going to do it. But this one is teacher's stuff, teacher's lounge. You right. have this right. <laughs> teacher's room, That's... bro. And English teacher's room more. Man, um, all the teachers have this responsibility to engage students. But when it comes to English, uh, maybe because I have lived this like for a long time, but um, it is really uh, a responsibility you know because we've seen many people discouraged to study English because of bad experiences they had had you know so as an English teacher I, I, I know that we have this for us and we have to teach this to other guys to history mathematics everybody you know thank you very 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 much it was a great experience I thank the people who were listening uh, to us. Greet everyone. And good morning, good afternoon, good night this time. Good night this time. Yeah. Thank you so very much, everybody, for listening to us. We're going to be back with some more stuff, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully.